0: Hey everybody, it's me, Erica And Rachel. And this is Story Crime Podcast. Woo! I,
1: I know I say this at the beginning of every episode lately but i've
0: missed you (laughs) i missed you too um it's been busy around here lately well not really i shouldn't say that i'm just going to work it feels really busy
1: well because you're fresh back from the break so it is a busy time and then then it's rambunctious ready to go
0: well it's like we came back from the holidays and um winter was like oh by the way i'm coming still i hope there was well, still enough an invitation for me to enter this the picture. pitcher so <laughs> yeah right fashionably not here, though it's year. been raining well it's been raining here now too it was like we couldn't go outside last week because it was so cold which i know like in other places in canada it's not that it's the level of cold we had is nothing compared to like saskatchewan <laughs> and, and those places but or calgary and all of that but um it was cold enough that we were stuck inside for like three out of five days three out of four days we had a pd day on friday which was nice but mm-hmm. um three out of the four days we were stuck inside and then this week now we're getting stuck inside because it's raining and feels like spring outside what oh uh, i hate yeah, it they're so gonna go
1: stir crazy I hate the teachers it. are gonna go stir crazy
0: yeah i it's it's the worst I love my class but they need they're a group that needs to move their body and be outside and get exercise and fresh air
1: yeah definitely
0: but i mean at least we got you know some snow and they actually got to like play for a bit and like do some snowy stuff which was nice yeah
1: that's really great Mm
0: -hmm. i'm glad we don't have
1: any snow myself so i can't really celebrate (laughs) that too much with you but you don't (laughs) have snow there no oh we have a lot of snow here it's nice
0: really yeah. it snowed a
1: little bit yesterday but it was just that wet snow that just melted as soon as it hit the ground and then today it's been raining
0: uh-huh. like it's been raining here too but we we had enough snow that it's like sticking around even oh. with the rain we've only yeah. had about a day of snow not even like it
1: falls melts right away Oh, uh-huh. aren't you lucky Yeah, it is actually brilliant, because I didn't get snow tires this year
0: like I wanted, and then I was like, ha, Rachel won this round. (laughs) Okay, you know what's annoying is that my cat, so Nikki is always, my one cat, Nick, is always, you might hear some banging around, because he's, do you hear that through the mic? No. So, Nikki is always around me. He loves me. Noogie, the new one, never wants to come around me unless I'm doing something that he just isn't necessary to be involved in
1: Mm, like right now how he's climbing
0: like around my microphone so if you hear little tippy tappy bangs even though he's like walking so gently around it it's gonna sound like he's about to jump down here we go oh that wasn't too bad but yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) when a build up a little (laughs) anticlimactic no he like never wants anything to do with me he loves rob he's always sitting with rob and cuddling on Rob, and following Rob around. With me, he's just like, "You know what, bitch? I know you rescued me and you paid a lot of money to take me out of that place, but uh I've decided that um I'm not your cat." Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, am only name. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. I love that name. And I stand by that name actually. Well, he clearly doesn't like it either. So, and he's newgie, the new guy. So, it's it is what it is, Rachel. So, um, I've continued on with our 902 and um marathon, even though I know you're probably not doing it as much. As no, I, I have switched over to Catfish.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. New season? No, I'm just rewatching the COVID season. Oh. Before oh. I get into the new season, I think there's a new one.
0: Well, i have to tell you like I, I know we talked about this the other day for one i've already talked about this with rachel but um if anyone watched the right the original beverly hills O, for kids in the 90s like us it was like the bible like <laughs> our parents went to church we stayed home on wednesday nights and watched beverly hills O. okay mm-hmm. um i loved everybody on that show they were amazing to me um of course i like many women that are my age now and young girls that were my age back then love Dylan. He was the shit. heartthrob. Um, oh my god. I still love him. Anyways, that's uh neither here nor there. Who I can't stand. And this is like no shade on Jason Priestley because I've met met him twice. Um and he's lovely in person, a great Canadian icon. Mm-hmm. And uh but I do have to say that um I wanna spank that character three ways to Sunday. And um, not if I were his way. parent, <laughs> no. If I were his parents, I would never let him out of my house. He would be grounded nonstop for the way he talks to me, because the way Brandon <laughs> Walsh talks to his parents. And you know what? I frankly have had enough. We're coming to the end of season three, and I'm like, get out of my house, Brandon.
1: Sucks because he's the one that lasts the whole time.
0: Uh, he doesn't he leaves in season nine well so may may as well stay the whole time what a nitpick yeah like (laughs) fuck off and i think he might even oh does he come back for donna and david's wedding maybe not maybe he doesn't but um anyways it doesn't matter that it's it's annoying and like don't even get me started on brenda i was always team brenda now i'm Mm -hmm. like you know what maybe i'm team kelly Maybe yeah. I understand why Dylan left you in his dust, you emotionally abusive, little manipulative bitch. Yeah. I mean, and
1: Brandon's just an entitled little bitch. So he really is. the question know. is, how the fuck did
0: Jim and Cindy raise them? I don't know. When you're raising kids that are the same age as you, it must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I think Jason Priestley and and Shannon Doherty were younger, but like their friends were clearly the same age as as Jim and Cindy. <laughs> there was yeah. no denying that. Steve and Andrea get out of town. You guys were they were having drinks after after the show. Yeah, exactly. And and same with Luke Perry. Although I will never say a bad thing about Luke Perry. I love Dylan. I love Luke Perry. Meet me someday in the great beyond, Luke Perry, because we are together in my afterlife he's like oh great now i have a ghost stalker (laughs) fucking perfect i will never i literally when he died i cried so hard that night and i came home and i like watched the first appearance of dylan mckay i think it's episode three of season one i think so i remember calling you when he died being like "Girl, it was not a good day (laughs) well and i remember that one of the um one of my friends, her husband had posted on uh, Facebook that day, it was like, dear men everywhere, please be kind to your wives, girlfriends, sisters, or who, whatever female you have in your life. Their first boyfriend just died today. Yeah. We're
1: mourning a great
0: loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're finally at the episode where Steve gets the legacy key. And I am just like, is, was this really a problem for high school students back then? <laughs> like, Was this a thing that kids actually did? they thought it they could get with away a with lot. it um, like the the stealing of shit well and the thing is even with that legacy key and like steve walks in and he's surprised that there's somebody working at the school at night okay. when do you think they clean, steve when
1: yeah what oh, happens my God. when you're a privileged little bitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true you know who was in the first season of it speaking of famous dead people there. I was like, what speaking of what? Speaking of famous dead people, Chandler, he was in the first year. Yes,
1: season. the tennis dude. I know.
0: I right? Know. The one who like maybe wanted to kill his dad, but then maybe wanted to kill himself. We weren't sure.
1: Who's also maybe just a
0: really great fiction writer? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know the whole story. We don't know what he went on to Either be. Either way, he we're...
1: ended up in psych ward, so yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe we do know. And we and we don't know what happened after that because Like many of the people in in episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, you meet them once and then they never come back.
1: I love that we're summing up the 90210. It's really on par with our
0: episode today. Right? Anywho, well, today we're going to be talking about Natalia, but I wanted to get your opinion on something else first, actually, before we catch on. And I, I wrote this in my notes. This has nothing to do with Natalia Grace, but another really popular case right now that everybody's talking about. It's kind of died down about we're a little behind the game but i watched um a like a four three or four part documentary or maybe even five part documentary on that gypsy rose and oh, you, you yeah. know who i'm talking about right yeah yeah and i've been reading like i this wasn't a case i would really got into when it happened um i knew about it because it was everywhere and i think everyone knows yeah. it's the munchausen by proxy yeah and i've been hearing some really like strange conflicting like i i saw a uh, thing on youtube a video on youtube by somebody that i follow that says that gypsy rose has been canceled already
1: <laughs> i mean I'm by a couple sorry? of little punks like no they can't decide when she's canceled
0: what is but she i don't even understand well they yeah. said because she's talking about how she's you know i'm not a murderer i never murdered anyone and it's like well Like she killed her abuser. Is that murder? Exactly, and that's so. I've been on a bit of a roller coaster on it because I'm like, I don't really know. Like to me, it's self defense. And what if it were like something? You know, remember like those Cleveland kidnapping girls that were held captive by that guy, or like J.C. Lee Dugard who was held captive. If they had killed their captors, would they have been charged with murder? Yes, is what I want to know because
1: there was yes because there was a case a couple years ago, and I can't oh my gosh I can't remember her name I want to say Cynthia Brown but I don't think that's Cynthia Brown yeah okay yeah because yeah she was being raped molested sex trafficked and she killed her abuser her capturer Mm -hmm. in his sleep and because he was sleeping it wasn't really self defense it's like, well, she clearly can't fucking kill him when he's awake because then she'll get killed. And he's clearly abusing her. So, yes, it is self-defense. Like, oh, my God.
0: How fucked up is that? Well, I just don't understand then how people are saying, well, she should be canceled because she did murder. And then people saying, like, oh, and mm-hmm. then her boyfriend is still in jail. So, like, shouldn't what's good for one be good for all? Shouldn't he be out of jail? It's like,
1: well. He's not the one that was being abused.
0: No. And also, look into Nick. Go to John. Yes, he's got his his mental health. Well, not even mental health. He's intellectually delayed, and he has other like uh, diagnoses like autism and stuff like that. However, there's other things going on there. Like I read in one article, and guys, I don't know much about this. So if it's not true, let me know. But like I read one thing where he like sat in a McDonald's and jerked off for eight hours straight (gasps) while watching porn. And I'm like, wait,
1: hold on, eight hours. Eight hours straight. How do you not get dropped after thirty
0: seconds? You whip your dick Beats out. You're smoking.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's done.
0: Beats me. And he's not like. like <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. But like there's other things too. And I get it. Like if you're. If you have like intellectual delays and stuff like that. You might not know it's wrong. But I don't think. Like he was able to like successfully plot a murder.
1: Yeah. So like wouldn't. He knows. He knows not to jerk off at a McDonald's of all people. That's like the where in the play place. Next to the N64 station? like
0: <laughs> You pool? know what's really funny is that when I read that, all I could picture was like him sitting in the old McDonald's that was downtown where I lived. You know what I'm talking about? That used to kind be of. in like that one. It was like the one really sketchy McDonald's that had the window you could go up to. Oh, I, I think so. But whenever we would have been there, I would have been drunk.
1: So I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it was a really sketchy one. And for some reason, I just picture him sitting in there and I was like, you know what? If it was that McDonald's, I could see it i'm sure it's happened
1: you know oh probably but, i mean it probably happens more often than we know probably
0: anyways i just wanted to get your opinion on that and off. well look at andre chicotill He used to walk around his like school and just like <sighs> jerk it all the time <laughs> everyone knew what <sighs> he was up to
1: <laughs> and then they go and touch like door handles and shit
0: i mean they it's the like same
1: that. as when guys pee and they don't wash their hands after they pee and then they go and touch the door handle like you were just touching your dick At least for us, we're, like, holding toilet paper. So we don't even come close. Yeah. You were literally touching your dick and you go, don't even wash your hands. Like, you're a gross human. How often do you see this happen? Well, not often. But I imagine it happens. Like, I don't personally see it because I don't, like, stand in a men's (laughs) washroom. (laughs) But But I'm sure it happens quite often.
0: It probably does because they don't think anything of it. And, like, so (laughs) many men think that they're just, like, the shits – Meow, cats meow.
1: They don't wipe their butt, then they don't
0: wash their. They don't. Who do you know that doesn't wipe their butt?
1: I don't know. It's like a running joke of men's skid marks in their pants and their underwear. Oh my god, I had the worst nightmare last
0: night. Okay, don't (laughs) judge me. I know. Do not (laughs) judge me. I don't know what I'm processing. You know how I always tell you that I like my dreams. I always think it's something that I'm processing. Now I, I didn't see it, but it's just like I knew and everyone knew. That I literally shit my bed. This was Your my bed? Whole, my bed. This was my whole nightmare. And I remember like in the nightmare, Rob was like, Well, we're gonna have to buy new sheets. <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean That's to. extreme Rob, just fucking wash them. <laughs> it was like I really didn't mean to. <laughs> I like, but it was like literally everybody knew that it happened. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I was sick. And they were like, Maybe? Like, I hope you were. <laughs> So, you know and I woke up at like three AM in like a sweat. I couldn't get back to sleep. I ended up watching until like. Did I you check your bed? <laughs> no, but I did. Like, check when I first woke up, I like checked all around me. it was, like, was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine that dream? That waking up and not being sure if you shit yourself. And yourself? <laughs> 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 The icing
1: on the cake would have been If you did fucking shit (laughs) When your dream was trying to tell you to wake up You dumb bitch You're shitting (laughs) the back.
0: You're shitting
1: Stop shitting (laughs) Stop (laughs) Stop (laughs)
0: back. And see Now we've come full circle I'm very tired today So this could be an interesting (laughs) episode Once we really get into it oh my god it was the worst like it's funny because when you're like a little kid nightmares are so scary about like monsters and shit like that's actually scary when you're an adult it's about things like shitting the bed <laughs> but like what am i processing oh my god i don't even know That it was so bad know, but that's, that's hilarious <laughs> um, maybe on that we should like spin the topic wheel and start talking about this episode what do you think
1: well, before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to one of our top listeners, our number one fan, Caitlin's birthday today. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Yo, Woo! happy birthday,
0: Caitlin, our number one fan. <laughs> um, I've buried a present for you somewhere in the city. In Detroit. In Detroit. <laughs> in the city of Detroit. Detroit. I've buried it there. Spoiler alert. It is a bagel.
1: <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. We got the giggles.
0: Yeah, we do. All right. So, of course, we are doing, we had to do a follow-up to um one of our most listened to episodes of all time actually on the curious case of Natalia Grace. And um if you guys Listen to that one. You've probably you probably know that um there was a whole uh, second season of that show that just came out.
1: Yes. Entitled. So if you the haven't Curious watched it, go watch it now. Pause us. Go watch yeah. it. Come back
0: because
1: we don't want to do spoilers,
0: but we're about to spoil it. <laughs> we're about to spoil the hell out of this show, and I've got a lot to say. And Rachel even wrote some notes. So, like, I did. The first thing I said was what? screaming at the TV for the whole fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Just a lot of screaming at the TV. Rob actually had to tell me to like stop and (laughs) hold my comments to till each episode ended, and then I could just like let it loose, and then we'd start the next episode. Because of course Rob had to pausing and then talking. Yeah, because I was just like, (laughs) Michael is insane. There's something wrong with this man.
1: That shit. That shit. Okay. When I watch, we need to be concise with our. We gotta start at the beginning.
0: Well, one thing I will say is that my mom is usually, like, she is not a person that would wish ill on anyone because she's like, you don't want that coming back to you
1: later if something mama, happens,
0: you know? Mama. She was like, I hope this man gets hit by a truck. I hate wow. him. <laughs> After watching, like, the first one, though, like, the, the first um, uh, season. Great season? first, yeah. yeah, the first six episodes. And then, like, by the time this one finished, she was just like, I hate him. like she just could not not even it's so so
1: easy to hate him like he just has that unlikable
0: presence there's yeah there's something that i just don't i can't put my finger on it it's like everything he's saying is a lie and the truth all at the same time but so over the top that it's like even if it is true i don't want to believe you so dramatic with his delivery that you're like, well, this is an act. So
1: clearly, you're lying. I don't give a fuck if you're telling the truth. You're obviously yeah. lying because why are you on stage right now? Like you're really oh acting the back of the room.
0: Well, I think one thing that we should say before we really get into each episode, and I don't want to give like a full episode rundown, episode by episode rundown, then we'd be here for hours. But one thing that I do notice in this episode with him is that, or in these episodes, is all the times that he fucking contradicts himself. Oh yeah, and over and over again i can't i cannot with her, i yeah. anyways we'll get it was into a body more. language for me the yeah. body
1: language the constant huh, 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 grabbing his face grabbing his pants grabbing his whatever it was like if you don't <laughs> knock stop <it> off,
0: <laughs> or <are> using <you> <laughs> different voices for every time he's talking for someone oh, else and so manipulative oh
1: god okay let's oh, get into it i want to <laughs> the
0: other kids with my wheelchair like stop it michael stop it oh. anyways oh, now the, okay. this second season is called the curious case of natalia grace however it's also called natalia speaks so obviously this is the first season was from the perspective of michael barnett specifically i mean i guess you could say it was from like the barnett side but he was the only one featured in it yeah. obviously christine barnett has taken very good advice from her lawyers and has not said anything <laughs> right
1: like i mean uh, as
0: as wicked as she is that's a smart move oh yeah um but yeah so this one's natalia speaks so we get to hear a lot about a lot from a lot about natalia's side from natalia grace herself mm-hmm. um now so we obviously opened that first episode with her talking about how she just wants the truth and that she can't remember things because she was so young granted but she really wants the truth so that everyone can know and everyone can know what yeah. they did to her and know exactly who they were actually doing it to when they did it to yeah. her now she accuses the barnett's of trying to murder her which i was like i'm sorry well, christine right right she does but this is like right in the opening scene of that one and i was like when did they try well, to murder you attention grabber yeah. right um And she says, quote, you're going to drop me off in that apartment and then try to murder me? And I was hooked right there. I was like, when did they try to murder her? Is this like in generic terms? Like, you've dropped me off and I'm going to probably die, aka murder? Or did they actually attempt to kill her? Oh, I need to know. So that really hooked me. Now, then we go and we see her like life at the man's family. And can I just say 11 children? No. Yeah. Whoa. That's a like lot. Why?
1: why? Well, he's a pastor, right? And I guess like, yeah. you know, in some families, especially big church families, the more oh, the course. merrier.
0: Well, it looks like they just keep taking kids in. Are they all yeah. their kids? It, it looks like they just keep no. bringing it, like taking in other people's kids. Yeah, it looks like a lot of adopted children. So the Manns family, Cynthia Manns and Antoine Manns, they took in Natalia when she was living in La- Lafayette. And she went to live with them. And this whole season, basically, Natalia is working towards not only getting the truth, but also getting adopted and dropping that Barnett name once and for all. Yeah. And she's
1: been with them for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. At this so, point.
0: Yeah. So she went to live with them in 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the fucked up thing is that, like, it why did it take six years? I can't remember. I would have to watch, watch the first season again. But why did it take from 2013 to 2019 for the police to get involved? Do you remember? I forget
1: why that took that long. I don't even know why it took them that long to
0: adopt her. Like 19 or 10 years? Adopt the girl. Well, they wouldn't. The the Burnets because of all the legal stuff, the Burnets, I don't think, would sign over. They weren't, like, they legally couldn't do it. And so now they can. Which is wild because they did all of this stuff to get rid of her. tell me about it and not only that because they had her re-aged yeah she would have been in her 30s and she like legally in her 30s so she would have been able to make that decision if we learned anything from that corn fed schneider guy you can get adopted by anyone at any time yeah oh my favorite was all of the fbi women the two main women i did i wrote i wrote a um i wrote a note about them later but but i
1: i love that the one fbi lady was like jokes on them they changed her age to be an adult so that they didn't have to take care of her anymore legally but guess what you have to take care of her life for life because she has a disability
0: yeah so jokes on you douchebags exactly now um we see, like right at the beginning, they they really want to paint Natalia, of course, as a, a lovely young woman, um, and so they do show her interacting with the man's children and like how happy and and loving everyone is. And Cynthia Manns and and her husband Antoine do admit that Natalia was a tough case; she was broken, but who yeah. wouldn't be? Absolutely, her it's life like was a- in shambles. Yeah um and like totally shit and i've got a few things to say about michael's lawyer but i'm going to save that later. Oh, i have a whole category for michael's lawyer
1: yeah. what a fucking douchebag but yeah we'll save that
0: so I, they do take us back in time to 2013 and this is where the staff of the adult learning center in tippecanoe county they end up calling the police because they believe that natalia was a child and she was um taking their courses. And they were like, this is not an adult. Why is this child taking a GED course? So then the police did get involved. That's why I'm so confused about why it took to 2019 for anything to actually happen.
1: Well, I think because since then, like, oh yeah, because she would have been adult by then because this picks up when she's already changed her age. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think because of all the court documents, right? They were like there's nothing we
0: can do the judge signed off and so they had to really investigate everything i guess but um so two police officers we are introduced to here and one of them is the sheriff of tippecanoe called bob goldstein and the other one is a lieutenant detective travis dowell and they both um were interviewed for this documentary and they both said that like if she was acting like if if she was a was a child or wasn't a child Then her act was amazing because she always acted like a child and they never, they work with children all the time. They never suspected that she was anything but a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. Didn't one of them
1: compare them to his own child? Like she did exactly what my nine-year-old does.
0: Yeah. And so she, uh, yeah, I just, I don't understand how they got that judge. Like it just really pisses me off. Well, that is a
1: whole thing I need to get into when it's time because I just.
0: Hand yeah with that hood. so when these officers are saying that they do flip over to michael doing like court depositions and one of the things michael says is quote Nat- natalia told everyone she was an adult okay but and if my
1: six-year-old i don't have a six-year-old if a six-year-old came to me and was like hey i'm
0: 21 i'd be like go brush your teeth like what the fuck like you're not not only that michael and christine were telling her that she had to so yeah why else would like i mean what else is she supposed to do and we'll find out that christine had ways of making her say exactly what she wanted her to right so um however in all of those um court depositions michael does a really really great job of like really putting everything on christine oh yeah and honestly i'm inclined to believe him because i think he's too dumb to come up with any of these plans to be honest yeah the
1: only thing that I hate, well, not the only thing, God, one of the many things that
0: I hate is that he didn't mm-hmm. do anything to fucking stop it. And exactly. it was just like, yeah, I want disgusting. to punch you
1: in the throat.
0: Um, so like I said, Christine had lots of ways of making Natalia say what she wanted her to do, what she wanted her to do, act the way she wanted her to act. And Natalia tells us about being pepper sprayed by Christine and Christine wouldn't not only wouldn't let her close her eyes but wouldn't let her wash it out for like at least five ten minutes which is like i can't even cut an onion without having to wash my eyes out that is so beyond cruel like that is torture um yeah and like there's like video clips that they keep showing of her and i noticed this the last time in the last season too where they were like showing these clips of her and just the way like when they're questioning her. But, but, but for one, nobody takes that many videos of just questioning their kids unless they have something to hide yeah. um, or something to convince people about. The other thing is, is the way that Natalia, like if you've ever like talked to an abused child, um, I know in your field you probably have, in my field yeah. I definitely had have in the past. And when you're asking them questions about simple things that should have a very straightforward answer, you can see their eyes shifting, searching for answers mm-hmm. that aren't and gonna that are gonna be the right answer for whoever yeah. they're talking to. Even though like yeah. when they're talking to me, I'm not a threat to them physically, but they don't want to say anything that's going to negatively reflect on their abuser, in which case spiral back on get, them somehow. Yeah, get them in more trouble.
1: Or right. get them so, in trouble.
0: Yeah. Right. So and that's what I notice with Natalia is that when they're questioning her in the previous season and in this season in those videos her eyes are darting all over the place you can tell she's searching yeah right searching for those answers that aren't gonna get her apparently oops sorry, sorry that aren't gonna get her apparently pepper sprayed in the face
1: oh god i can't she's even disgusting. imagine I can't.
0: that would feel i can't and i just keep picturing this little girl Ugh, I can't it, it, what it must have felt like after everything that she'd already been to leading up to being with the Barnett's to like, yeah. Oh my God, it's awful. So speaking of that, um, we also hear that Michael claims to have never met the previous family. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on with Michael. Michael does discuss that later. Um, however, um, Natalia gives us some more of a background on her time. So the family that she came from previously was called the Chacones. And she's apparently loved being with them at first, but she did get in a tussle with the little brother, and, and resulting or like, the adopt like the child. is that biological the, child. the little people couple? No, so this is the couple that Michael and Christine adopted oh, Natalia from. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah, so she loved really loved it there, and with that the little boy that was like the son of that the Chacones, she got in a tussle with him his arm was broken in the in the process and she said after that it was never the same and the chacon right. started working to essentially get rid of her and she had been there for two years this wasn't like she had just gotten there and it was like yeah. you know we're done No, like two years that's a long time to be with a family to just be like, mm-hmm. like I and even she get get describes of... it as
1: like a normal childhood accident you know two siblings are playing yeah one falls breaks their arm that happened
0: it does happen um now, they, so then the the Barnetts go to Florida and adopt her from the Chacones. eventually. There is other families in between that, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But um, they claim that when they adopted her, everything, she, they just basically, here's the child, they yeah, left, they took adopted. Natalia. Which is like, um, I've never heard of adoption happening like that. And the fact that it did happen like that. I would be questioning that yeah like yeah. why didn't the Barnetts question that at all yeah. like here's a child that's taker right. yeah and yeah. It, not even for the kid like not even like, like questioning like oh is this kid like all right why are they just dumping her who are these parents are these parents yeah that's who, the, who
1: who a little more stingent than that
0: yeah exactly now so they also said that they didn't receive any of natalia's previous medical history lies michael and christine hid that they knew that the Chacon's because they did meet them they would have had to yeah. or they would have at least known that they existed because yeah. michael insisted that he didn't even know their names lies so why did they hide that the other thing they hid was because michael kept saying adoption by shepherd's care adoption by shepherd's care every f- fucking five seconds that wasn't even the adoption agency that was no. involved so no. why why is he he doing that i now one thing that they say is because if he had said the adoption agency that they actually went through, which was called Gateway Woods, they would have seen that Michael and Christine signed off on paperwork that included the names of the Chacones, and it included a, a letter from a doctor called Dr. Andrew Riggs, who was an endocrinologist. In June 3rd, 2010, he said that Natalia was 9 to 11 years old and yep. all the parents were informed of this. So this is why he doesn't want anybody to know that they went through this other adoption agency because of that kind of shit too much Anyways. to hide. Um and then we meet that other family you were talking about. Oh, Both yes, calls. I love them. They, they were so sweet. So lovely. But they said and so they had the little daughter and um of course they believed that Natalie was a child a couple years older than their biological daughter and the two little girls got along fantastically like and then besties. apparently Right. But then apparently the adoption fell through because of legal problems with the Chacon family.
1: No, because the Chacon's gave them to the Barnett's and that's it. They were I like, No hell?
0: you pulled the rug right from under us. So but what I think happened was is that the Chacon's suspected that the DePaul family had called CPS on them regarding Natalia and so they refused to let them adopt. But it's just so bizarre because she goes through this whole process with the Chacon's. Or sorry, the Chacon's go through this whole process with the DePaul family of having Natalia spend time with them, meet them, get to know them, make sure it's the right fit. But then the Barnett's come along and they're just like, here, take her. Take them. No background check or nothing. Fucking hell, I can't even. So, yeah. Because she
1: didn't spend any time with the Barnett's, right? Like maybe an hour or so or not even? Not even. They were just
0: like, here's this kid. Now, see ya months with the DePauls, like oh fuck it's yeah it's awful now we're coming near to the end of episode 1 and we start talking about something very important and that is teeth but more specifically oh, this is my favorite one of my favorite parts baby teeth we meet oh. Tim Gossweiler a dentist and he was the dentist that saw Natalia he's yeah. also the dentist that took x-rays of her creepy baby/adult teeth so yeah. what you see in his x-rays is a row of teeth that in the normal position but then another row underneath where it shows where she still has baby teeth teeth. well the adult Adult teeth are in the gums and the baby teeth are there yeah he let (gasps) the mother know that she was between eight and nine years old this was how teeth look oh my god i cannot and christine is just like you know what i'm gonna forget about that and still go with the fact that she's a old lady with pubic hair yeah and that's when i read In my notes,
1: who the fuck is this judge? Because where are all of the reports from the doctor, from the adoption, from the dentist? What in the actual hell is going on?
0: Exactly. And that's why, like, when they even told the dentist, like, he was shook. He was like, whoa. I, oh my God. And And a lot of people, a lot of people, like, externally from this case have said it's not unusual for kids from overseas to, for their ages to be off. That's not an unusual thing to happen, but not by 15 years. Yeah. No. Like this kid is clearly a child because
1: these baby teeth would not be present if they were over the age of like 15.
0: I cannot. Which is even late. (laughs) Now, and then if the teeth evidence wasn't enough, we go to True Diagnostic DNA Testing Center where she is able to go and get a blood test that will determine, in fact, her real age. So we're going there right in the first episode. So good. And a DNA is not going to lie to you. A DNA, DNA is DNA. It is what yeah. it is. Can't fuck her Her true age in 2023, according to her DNA test, would be about 22 years old. Which means when they put her up in that apartment in Westfield, she was eight. Eight and years old, you- living on her own,
1: had to climb these stairs, had no house training you know like you don't know how to cook you don't know how to clean you don't know how to do anything because you're eight years old
0: i hate it oh my gosh so then we get a little sneak peek of episode two and then episode two starts and we know we find out that uh natalia is going to meet up with michael a mutton chop barnett Oh, those mutton jobs were I screaming what, what was with those sideburns why does he look so disheveled what happened in your I life Michael?
1: but when he pulled up i think it might have been the second time they met so i might be jumping ahead but when he pulled up in that car with the music blaring i screamed like you are a son of a bitch it just was so obnoxious
0: well after their second meeting like when he finished and i'll talk more about when he left that second meeting later but he gets he like hops into the car and like throws it in reverse and i was like tell me he hit someone when he was reversing because <laughs> the way he reversed it looked like they were about to show that he like backed into somebody's car he didn't but higher. i really wish it would have happened because i fucking hate him so much yeah um but yeah we meet with him and his sideburns they take center stage Now, Michael says that Christine thought that she was the disabled child whisperer, essentially. He might not have used those (laughs) words, but this is what Michael starts telling um, Christine or telling Natalia. Oh, you know, this is why this happened. She thought that she could take a disabled kid and like fix them. She thought she made Jacob a genius. Her oldest son is a genius. Yeah. Her oldest son was a genius because he's a genius. It had nothing to do with her no she did nothing nothing i mean except Ugh. for maybe for him except for be a good parent and like nurture think you know what i mean but in yeah. terms of making him a genius she didn't make him a genius no no oh, i hate her I, you know what i shouldn't say i hate her we haven't heard anything from her maybe she'll do her michael own could
1: gaslighting the shit out of us okay, and it's him. all his fault and christine was the innocent bystander No, because Natalia
0: says Christine did all this shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyways, occasionally, um, through my notes, I just have Michael is insane. He is. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to be saying that quite often.
1: Michael is Um, a fucking nutbag. Yeah, he's
0: just (laughs) he's nuts. Um. Now, Michael also claims that the adoption was a mission of love. Um. No, it wasn't. He then he clarifies that Christine really thought that that's what it was, but really. The adoption was to boost christine's ego um especially since she was asking for donations to stop the abuse of children with disabilities we know that she's pepper spraying her disabled adopted child what stop it christine in stop. The actual how? i know stop.
1: what i like oh my god, god it's and just so mind-blowing
0: we also find out in this episode that Christine had pulled Natalia out of school. So, of course, we get a lovely interview with um, her first grade teacher. And this first grade teacher said she believed that Natalia was a child and that everybody loved her. Yeah. Now, I I don't know if you caught this, but then at the same time, they interviewed a neighbor who was like, what do you mean uh, she was a child? I'm not kidding you. Christine brought her to my house. Now I'm doing like Michael because I'm doing a voice. But literally, this woman's an idiot. Whoever you are, you're an idiot. She's like, Christine brought her over to my house and she read this whole Cosmo magazine article. Like what kind of six-year-old can read Cosmo? Um, a six-year-old one that, that has been... read. It doesn't matter what their material is. And maybe a six-year-old that has been sat at a kitchen table and been told, you read this. This is what it says. You read it over and over and over yeah. again so that Christine can say, look she can read she has pubic hair she must be 50 years old yeah (laughs) she's ready for her deathbed she's that old yeah now she did pull natalia out of school but it was probably to hide her abuse had nothing to do she said she said natalia was running people over blah 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 blah. and then she got enrolled uh she enrolled natalia in uh the barnett academy now get out of the city Mm -hmm. that is not a real school my favorite
1: um, is when they do the grades thing. Like,
0: yes, with Michael, and it's like he got ninety percent in Latin. We don't fucking speak Latin in this house. Yeah, he got <laughs> an A plus plus in Arabic. Arabic. We have never even heard an Arabic word. And then he also <laughs> got an an A plus in spaghetti making. Yeah, yeah. was there Same. something like band, and there was not even a single instrument. He was like, he got like glowing, uh, glowing marks and glowing reviews of his piano playing skills. I've never no even again. seen a piano. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what one of those are. My fingers have never tickled the ivories. <laughs> oh, so God. really, is this kid even a genius? Yeah, <laughs> He's just a <what> fake <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm a genius again. too then. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can make spaghetti. Just as good as God, Jacob. Give it. me an A+. Real good spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> again, Michael is insane. And I just cannot. Natalia then goes on to say Christine tried to make her do physics and then pepper sprayed her when she had no clue what the fuck she was doing. Well, pepper spray me and call me Willie because I can never do physics in oh, you... my well. <laughs> Who? Willie. Like, slap my ass and call me Willie. Because <laughs> I can't do physics either, Christine. Like, no. And, and I'm 38 years old. I'm going to be like, square well, with you. I can't even do long division anymore.
1: So pepper neither. spray
0: me too, bitch. Like, I had no. one of the grade seven teachers show me how to do it a couple years ago, and now I forget again how to yeah. do it in division.
1: Like, There's no way that a six-year-old can do physics. Oh, my God. I'm so angry.
0: And you're telling me that at six years old, Jacob could do advanced physics? I don't believe that either. I don't.
1: No, not if you it's went to the else. Barnett Academy.
0: <laughs> um, They do show. I, I wrote right after this. Her feet, though. I, I cannot. Like, I looked at her feet and I was like, You poor soul. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Painful, and those $30,000 shoes, when we heard that, my mom was grand. like, My mom was like, Do you think they're actually or $30 or $30,000? And I was like, In the US? um, Yeah. 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 They're going to squeeze 100%. you. If you have a disability, they're going to squeeze you for everything you're worth. Every penny. But 30 G's, like, that's
1: like you are driving a car on your feet. A really nice car, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's annoying. Anyways, moving on from there, that's when we meet Veronica Maxwell, FBI agent, Love real her. life Olivia Benson. And oh. I did – because she – there's a few – a couple FBI agents that are in this. There's a, a man that's an FBI agent and did counterterrorism, and then Veronica Maxwell, who's who did crimes against children. Well, then who's the other FBI Beth, agent you're, you're talking about Beth Kara. She's an investigative reporter. She works for, like, CNN and shit. She used the to be, the like one a prosecutor. Um in the blue blazer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she does She does report, uh, reporting on CNN and shit like that. She used to be a prosecutor oh. and very – Oh, she used um, to be a prosecutor. Okay. I knew she had, yeah. like, a
1: prestigious title.
0: Yeah. So – but both the uh, FBI agents that are showed in this season – they both believe natalia natalia's side of things oh yeah if natalia was going to not be able to pull the wool over anyone's eyes it would be that hundred like they would the be able to tell if she was trying to like, yeah right and you would think that like if she if she was trying to trick them they would have caught her out right away and they believe what, what she's saying yeah there are yeah. reasons and you for give that
1: facts for why they believe it like evidence right i love them so much especially the what was the woman the fbi name uh veronica maxwell veronica maxwell she is a living legend everyone needs to study her like just her repertoire was so freaking impressive oh it was so good to see her talk
0: It. i'm sorry if i'm all over the place too my notes are like I didn't go with a script. I'm just talking off the cuff, writing my handwritten notes from when I was watching it. And so this is from when like um, Natalia, when she first meets with Michael, she says, um, why are we here, Michael? And he goes, are we talking philosophically? Physophically? And I was like, are you okay, sir? That isn't even a word. Physophically. We're talking philosophically?
1: No. Because he's so like, Jacked up too, like yeah. Like he's had too much coffee or meth, like
0: he's. Just- I know, it's probably math. Yeah, I mean, allegedly, allegedly, show it in big, flashy, neon letters, everyone. We say that allegedly. Alleg- <laughs> I
1: remember
0: that. <laughs> um, anyways, that first meeting doesn't go very far because, um, you know, Michael was asked to stop swearing and he stormed off because he is insane.
1: Can you imagine? I don't want you to say swear words in front of me. You know what? Fuck this place. This whole thing is over. If I well, can't talk the way I want to talk, you're not going to tell me what to do.
0: Well, it, to be unfair, like her father was a bit much. That was a bit much. His, was, his yeah. he didn't need to go after him. But then Michael going, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. What an absolute moron! I hate you. You're a loser. Oh, he's so manipulative. What a loser and like you know like rob was trying to like give him the benefit of the doubt when we were watching he was like you know he's probably triggered and traumatized i really don't care you are a loser
1: you don't get to be triggered and traumatized you're the one that fucking triggered
0: yourself you did it you can't be triggered by your own goddamn actions um so that was the end of episode two and then for some reason in episode three we get right in and he's being um and michael is like it shows his like uh deposition again and they're asking him about natalia getting a period do you remember those yes oh and he's like she,
1: she said that um, oh this is traumatizing yeah she Trigger said
0: warning he said oh i've been getting a period and i've been hiding it from you and then he says well how have you been hiding she said well when it's on me and it's on my legs i wipe it up and i lick it off my hands michael do you know anything about how people get periods yeah Like like, it wouldn't be like it's not like you have like thick layers of blood on your legs when you get your period. (laughs) What are you even talking about, you loser, you absolute loser? But the way that
1: Natalia describes her getting her period because it was a forced fucking oh my god that made my heart
0: forcing the tampon. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like you just you broke her hymen. That's why she's fucking bleeding. You stupid bitch.
0: Well, and is that sexual abuse? I would say that's sexual yes, abuse. a 100%. Allegedly. We're not accusing anyone, but allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, in those home videos, Natalia looks so sad, like withdrawn, scared, everything. Like she has no idea what to do. Now, that FBI agent, Veronica Maxwell, she does come on and start talking about how and why Natalia might be saying things that aren't true. So saying, yeah. you know, I've, I do get a period. I am 22. I've had sex with people. Blah blah blah. She and she explains it by saying, you know, Natalia has always been forced to do things that she didn't understand and didn't mm-hmm. want to do, with the threat of being hurt if she didn't do them. Whether it was by the Barnetts or somebody else, so getting her to say that she was twenty two would have been so easy because of this, and it would have been like one of the easier things to get her to do, right? Mm-hmm. To get her to yeah. say like the, she's probably had to tell worse lies than that. Um, and then of course we have that pledge incident rehashed again in this episode about how she poured the pledge into christine's coffee oh
1: and then is that video real when they were like Let's no, take no, no. a video of you pouring it in no i know the no, video that, that we saw was a dramatization but did yeah the, the reason why that we saw that dramatization is because christine made her do it again and recorded it it's like who would actually believe that you just picked up your recorder and record like what the fuck
0: yeah that's probably why we don't see the video she probably deleted it because she was like yeah this isn't gonna fly because who you're right who picks just happens to be recording it's like in those movies like paranormal activity like why are you recording this right now sir like yeah. why are you just in the kitchen recording things yeah. when this ghost happens to be there that doesn't make sense but yeah fuck out of your house it's haunted yep yeah <laughs> uh, yeah
1: <laughs> anyways
0: um so yeah we get that and I, I did have to mention that i we both watched this on discovery plus and um did you get a commercial during that pledge incident part oh i could not remember that if because I, can... I i went through the documentary twice once mm-hmm. just to watch it the second time to to take some some more detailed notes and both times that i watched it they talk about the pledge incident they go to commercial Do it. both times it was a um cascade dish <laughs> soap commercial <laughs> um, I was really hoping you were gonna say pledge, but I'll take Cascade. It's you know, it's six and one half a dozen. But is this coincidence or is Discovery Plus being cheeky?
1: That is the shadiest advertisement placement I think I've ever seen. Like,
0: oh,
1: might as well uh, put a tampon commercial in there after the tampon part.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, oh. they also start talking about after the pledge thing. They talk about how she like hides. Um, rubbing alcohol matches knives and then natalia says yeah i'm hiding these things to neighbors and stuff who ask are these things planted is natalia being coached to say this of course she is and of course they are um the neighbor that is like and things this is that rachel bitch that i hated from the first season that one neighbor she's such a dumb twat she's a twat you
1: can tell she's she's christine's friend like there's no way that you're that fucking dumb
0: yeah And then she says, and then Natalia said, and things can happen to you as well. I wrote in my notes, this neighbor is tripping. Like, you're telling me that some 25-pound little, like, dwarf girl who can barely walk, can't bend her fingers properly, is going to come at you with a knife and kill you and you're actually afraid that that's going to happen? First of all, if any six or seven or eight,
1: nine-year-old said that to me, I'd be like, you're fucking grounded. Like, give me your phone. Like, me let me tablet. call
0: your parents. Yeah, like, get out of here. Like, I am not you're even not your mother. Give me your like, phone. Yeah.
1: And you, yeah, you, no. you're going to come out with a knife? Like, I'm going to hold your head and you can swing with your arms. Like,
0: yeah. I hate that, Rachel, bitch. And honestly, maybe she was a little afraid of Christine. She says that later, but come on. Like, you're an adult. You should be able to you're look at of Christine? that. Call the authorities. Yeah. Because imagine what Natalia is going through yes you just turn a blind eye to it you turn a blind eye to child abuse because you're afraid of your neighbor eat well, it a bit of a bitch i'm not gonna get involved <laughs> cans of crushed assholes rachel from the show not you rachel from the show eat several cans of crushed assholes you know what
1: erica i'm gonna be honest i'm really glad that you clarified which rachel you were talking oh. to
0: i mean you can eat a can of that was important <laughs> um now their family doctor would also write several notes um about natalia regarding um threats to kill the Barnettes. now this is a man named dr mclaren and he is sketchy as fuck but what we find out on their payroll right and also he's friends with them yeah isn't that like some kind of like ethical thing yeah that you can't (laughs) treat your friends and family dr mclaren my
1: profession i don't know if it's for doctors but
0: you like definitely couldn't treat me. Fucking,
1: no, I can't do you. But yeah. I'm not a, like a medical doctor. I don't know if it's the same for medical
0: doctors. But you but, still couldn't treat me. I don't like if my dad was a doctor, he couldn't be my family physician because he is my family. Oh, probably like, he not He couldn't be. Yeah. He couldn't be objective. Is that the right word? Like yeah. he wouldn't be able, he able to see write things for
1: me. for that, it, right? And then I would just steal them from you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So and you
0: also ethically couldn't be because for one, I would I would never be able to be like in that situation where you don't know someone you want somebody from outside of your oh, yeah, of life no. it's fully written in my license that i yeah. cannot see friends yeah. and family yeah. yeah so anyways he's sketchy as fuck and he's the one that convinced wrote the stuff to convince that judge to re-age her and it's like dude
1: who is this fucking judge i, I hope that she's
0: know. she seeks um damages against you for what what you've done in her life for the doctor and the bro I will write letters. Well, not just the judge. The judge was going with the, this is all the information that they said he needed. I know, but you would think to re-age someone,
1: you would need several sources of documentation. For example, the dentist. For example, the DNA. Like, those are two pieces that are so important and key that, what the fuck? They're just like, oh, this one doctor
0: said so? Stamped, approved. well she was also in the mental hospital when they were having her reaged, so she wasn't even present during that hearing which i also thought would be like isn't that something necessary that if you're doing this they should be there if you're claiming she's an adult shouldn't she be there with representation as an adult as an adult yes
1: oh my god like it's just so many things that that i just don't don't
0: understand. understand so like i said she was at that mental hospital but because there was nothing wrong with her they sent her out, but they didn't go send her home. They sent her to a halfway house that was full of drugs, people shooting up in in the bedrooms, alcohol everywhere, and it's just something that a, a child shouldn't be around. And she's probably seven at this time. Imagine a seven-year-old being put in an adult halfway house. I can't oh, even imagine me correct. being put in an adult halfway house. I would be scared because it's not a lifestyle that I'm used to. Do you know what I mean? Like It's not something I'm right. used to seeing on a regular basis. So it would be scary for me to be in that oh my god You're but scared. a kid would when have no idea what's happening doesn't
1: me. have the life experience or the brain development to handle that life experience like it's just i can feel the rage bubbling inside i of know
0: me. and they also don't know that what they're seeing is wrong and that if somebody does something to them they don't have the experience in life to even know okay is this something that's wrong or is it not Is this a good touch or a bad touch? Nobody's ever taught me this because I have been shuffled around from place to place to place to place. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. Um, Now, Christine, thinking that she's some famous bitch and, like, no one had even heard of you or knew you existed until this fucking documentary came out last year. So I don't know how you thought you were famous. Um, But because of this, she goes and gets um, Natalia out of the halfway house. But this is when she um sends her to westfield and of course that means that we get to talk to the stupidest person i've ever seen in my life a woman who's like 107 called sue mccallum and she's an old bitch She is one of the neighbors there and i still thoroughly dislike her there is nothing about that old bitch that i like and honestly lock her away and throw away the key just for being an idiot i hate her is she the one that said like oh she came and talked to me about sex yeah like she's an idiot I hate her. I hate her. I wrote, you are an ignorant disgrace of a human. I hope you go straight to hell. And none of these neighbors, but especially her, have no fucking empathy or compassion. They're all fucking sociopaths. And I hope when you have low mobility, Sue McCallum, and you can't get around on your own, that everyone abandons you. And I hope that's not too aggressive.
1: Damn. Give her some finger snaps. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, I
1: literally Her as in you. You, Erica, give you fun oh. figure for that, for that, that read there.
0: I cannot with her. Even if she was an adult, with let's say she was an adult for real, with mental health problems and dis this disability that was obviously hindering her ability to get around and do things that she needed to be treated that way by this old fucking bitch, this white uh. privileged bitch with apparently mobili- no mobility issues. Well, guess what. Your time is coming. Your knees are about to go. Not by me, but by nature. (laughs) Not by me. You're not going to go Tanya Harding her. I'm not, but listen, human nature. Sorry I'm getting heated about this, but that bitch pissed me off so much. And all I can hope is that they showed her the fact that that DNA test proved that she was a fucking eight year old living in that apartment. And that's how that woman treated her. Yeah. I I I really, really
1: hope that happens. Her into like the depression state because she deserves that.
0: She does. Honestly. She does. Fucking piss me off. Anyways. Um, the neighbor watching porn with her and Sue's just like, Well, if you're gonna be a creep, but he's a dirty old man. She knew that. She was eight. Did she know that, yeah. Sue? Yeah. Well, she
1: went and watched porn with him, so she must
0: be an adult. Um you know, Sue, I hope you know you were defending a pedophile. Yeah. I hope you know that. Yeah sue i hope you
1: you sleep easy at night are you listening sue you're a fucking trash human
0: i know you're not listening but please somebody if you know sue mccallan send this to her because she's a trash human um (laughs) and then of course we finally get to what we said in the beginning they try to murder me christine force feeding natalia those pills what the pills that were made for an adult the fuck exactly Now, they didn't say what medication it was on, but they were, like, red. And I was like, does Christine well, also think that she's Morpheus from The Matrix? Uh, At this point, from anything is that. positive. <laughs> I know. I want to say that she probably doesn't think that. But who knows? The story is, like, bizarre to no end. So it could be anything. Um. But, now- so she gave – oh, are you
1: going to tell it? No, go ahead. You go ahead. She gave Natalia the pills and then turned her head and was like no you didn't take them telly's like bitch i just took them oh i didn't see it take some more are you fucked? like are you actually you turned you stopped watching me that's not my oh my god
0: yeah well they kept saying that christine obviously had like all these plans like okay we're either gonna have her committed have her arrested or have you know her Her overdose. Yeah. yeah And so, so far, the other two didn't work. So why not just feed her pills until she dies? Well, she didn't die. So what did she do? Let's
1: take into account three doses of an adult-sized dose in a medication that she didn't need anyways. So it was, like, way just unreal of the adult, like overdose that could have happened.
0: Well, and... Th- also she because she's dwarfism right she's smaller she's gonna be the size of a child anyway she would not have been on like she wouldn't have been able to handle that dose even if she was an adult taking that dose yeah so it wouldn't have made any difference um so when that didn't work obviously that's when they send her to live in lafayette up 38 flights of stairs with no like any kind of really? assistance in her living, yeah. nothing to help her, no nothing low enough for her to reach, and um just said peace we're, we're leaving the country
1: didn't it didn't they say like every time she wanted to go upstairs, it took her like forty minutes to an hour just to get up the stairs, yeah
0: thankful like, oh for gosh. anyone well a child or adult that's suffering like that that's it's it's inhumane, and yeah, the fact that they the fact left that she in, was eight years old is just and they didn't even like drop her off there and then go back to Westfield. They moved to waterloo which is yeah. like just for like everyone so everyone knows i'm up here in canada i'm about an hour from waterloo
1: uh, Insane. like <gasps> imagine it, we ran into christine she'd there catch anymore. an ass like she never saw it coming i say yeah. that like a big old girl but like you know, i would anything. just be like oh my god there's that
0: bit she she's not there anymore i think that what i what i looked at when i looked it up the last known place where she was was in miami but i still don't even know if that's true I think that she dropped her off in Lafayette and they left so that they were, they were hoping that she would probably die there. Now, yeah, Michael cool, does huh? text. To, like, they show texts between Christine and Michael quite often through this. And it sounds like they are saying, look, oh, Michael didn't know any of this stuff that Christine was doing. You can tell by the way he's texting her. I was like, you know what I, what what those texts gave me the impression of was that he was saying it to make it look like he didn't know what she was up to. Yeah,
1: Didn't you yeah. feel that
0: way? They I were really very think. oddly written yeah. worded like why did you take her phone why did you shut off the heat and christine's like i don't know like go fix it give her her phone yeah. back and michael's like well why did you do this why did you do that and christine's like just because she's an yeah. adult so it's almost like michael knew what questions to ask to set her up yeah. so that she would look liable not him right 100 yeah but then they also say that because christine once they move to canada she gets rid of michael he goes back to indiana and now he's going to be on the hook as having to take yeah. care of Natalia. And if something happens, he's going to be the one left dealing with all the, the mess afterwards, right?
1: Which is basically
0: yeah. what happened at first. Now, in episode four, which we're already at here, um, this is when Natalia meets with that bitch, Rachel, that we talked about earlier. Um, And she wants to find out why it was so easy for her to believe these things. And, of course, this is when we get that answer that I was afraid of Christine. Yeah. Fuck off, you dumb bitch. Now, um, again, this is just like in the apartment in Westfield where she lived. These neighbors just didn't want to get involved. They were like, you know, we're this affluent neighborhood. That's their problem. We're going to stay over here. They can deal with their problem there. And why would they question? And honestly, and I know this is going to sound, maybe this is just, I'll just say this is just my opinion. People with money have defended other people with money for far worse things than what the Barnettes were doing to Natalia. So don't tell me that it's not possible that Christine and all of her little neighborhood friends were all defending, like her neighborhood friends would defend her just because they're all people with money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're all like, I've come, to the con-
0: I've come to the conclusion at this point, I'm not attached to any celebrity because they probably all fucking child traffic someone, sex traffic someone. Like, I'm just yeah. so fucking done. Like, I'm not even going to get my hopes up for anyone anymore. But this is what I think is happening in neighborhoods like the yeah. one Christine and Michael lived in there. Yeah. They'll defend each other because it's what they do yeah. in those communities. Maybe I'm completely off base, but it wouldn't surprise me. Now, and I love that when Natalia gets there, this Rachel is acting so nice and friendly. Like nothing ever happened. Like, give it a rest. She's got mm-hmm. amnesia. Yeah. And then uh, Natalia does really let her have it and makes some really good points. And she makes that woman look like an idiot. Good. And she just keeps, like, grabbing her face. And she does this when she's talking to Michael, too. She grabs at her face in frustration of just, like, oh, my God, you guys were the grown-ups adults, and you're so stupid. You're stupid. I'm glad that she doesn't, like, believe their shit. Oh, no, she doesn't. Um, And again, like we said, Rachel claims to be scared of Christine. Now get out of here. We know that's not true. Um, And then we go straight to, from that meeting, to Michael in his house talking about how he has that cross on the wall that says grace on it oh yeah yeah did you notice did you you take a really close look at that wall no there were nunchucks hanging from that cross (laughs) (laughs) cross? yeah we were like why are those nunchucks there (laughs) And he's, like, going on this beautiful speech but how, like, I keep it there so that I have to see it. And it's Natalia's middle name. And it reminds me of her. And, like, one of the greatest days of my life was bringing her home. And me and Rubber are just like, why isn't he mentioning the nunchucks? We want to know the story behind those. That is so and
1: ridiculous. What, First of all, his story about the cross is ridiculous. and I don't believe that that's... To begin with.
0: Yeah. And then we start talking. I again sorry that this is so disjointed i'm kind of just going in the order that i wrote all these things down but they do show the man's house again and cynthia's talking again about things however my focus was taken completely off of what she said and was only on the never-ending piles of laundry that were behind her laundry
1: i could not imagine i mean with 11 kids or eight kids whatever it is you're gonna have a
0: lot of laundry for sure So one thing in this episode that comes up is um, Michael and Christine. So Michael's talking about how he he and Christine got in a big fight in Canada and that she called the police on him for saying he wanted to kill her or whatever. But they do play like a recorded phone call between Michael and Christine. And I'm sure it was edited because it sounded very like choppy and disjointed. Mm. However, it was really telling to me like interesting the way and if it was edited together like this then sure i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me it's television but the way that she would go from crying and saying i was so scared of you and i wasn't sure if i was safe to being like stop it michael stop this denial you will never see your kids again and it's hard hard because on one hand
1: she could be totally psycho
0: but on the other hand it could just be editing yeah and then she does keep referring the one thing i did notice that i mean again could be edited but it doesn't sound like it on the call that she doesn't refer to the the kids as their kids or his kids or our kids my kids you yeah. will never see my kids again my I boys didn't like that. and again the text they were showing more of their tests, and it just seemed like michael was setting her up yeah. it, which fine they're both idiots they're both the bad guys in this sending one or the other up just doesn't really matter they're both guilty but because of those texts he would come out looking far better than he truly was especially when he's saying things like like he can go afterwards and say see i got the ac fixed or see i bought her groceries and there's like a text record of all of that like now um (laughs) natalia goes on to tell this story about a man at the orphanage and she said this is one of her traumatic uh memories of the guy in the mask do you remember that part and she says at the end, why would somebody want to scare a bunch of kids, little kids like this? And um I've got a hypothetical for you.
1: <sighs>
0: okay. Now, picture being twelve. You got a brother. Yeah. He's a lot yeah. younger than you. Okay, he's two. You want to watch the Spice Girl movie with your friend, but he will not leave. Hypothetically. <sighs> he will this not is leave. Definitely
1: hypothetical.
0: So you know. That at halloween he was very afraid of a uh giant frankenstein that you could blow up it was <laughs> <Yeah. unbelievable>. hypothetically <laughs> you put him in his room and you lean that up against his door <laughs> oh, no. this is all hypothetical. <laughs> but i mean if you want Your the spice world Brother. movie the spice world the movie. Spice movie, this movie was <laughs> really good but this was hypothetical rachel <laughs> this is not yeah true. but uh, i'll give you a few reasons why you might want to scare a small child just kidding! I'm so sorry. I actually feel very guilty that we used to do that. It only happened a couple of times, but probably a couple of times too many. But <laughs> um, well, listen, did you get to watch the Spice World movie? I did. In- I, I certainly did. Well, I it was worth it. Certainly did. Um, and I, you know, I, I blame my parents. At twelve, I was too young to be left in charge of a baby. Um, <laughs> I was it's not right. mature enough um but she does talk about having that cloth over her face passing out getting a shot like that's scary shit i wish that we could find out more about that i know we probably never will yeah but, well um, even
1: the dramatization that they did i was like whoa yeah i'm scared
0: <laughs> well and then they show that they showed that picture in the one picture of the um guy leaning over her on the desk they showed that in the first season and in this one uh-huh. and uh yeah like it I thought it looked like a doctor, her being examined by a doctor. But, like, they made it seem more suspicious than that.
1: Very, very. So I
0: just – I wish we could learn more about that. But I don't think we ever will. Unfortunately, those records, like they said, it's really hard in those overseas adoptions and and those agencies. And there's so many of them, too, right? And that
1: hospital or orphanage got burned down. So they lost it all. Right.
0: And the corruption. The guy was (laughs) – corrupt or something taking money for some shit i don't know which brings us to episode five anyways and this is when natalie and michael finally get to meet again and yes michael is insane and yes he's insane the entire time his deflecting in this meeting is so
1: aggravating that i wanted to punch him the hardest i've ever punched somebody and i'm not a violent person as, as as uh
0: Weird as that might seem, I'm not a violent person. Me neither. I mean, I'm (laughs) aggressive in my tone, but I am not violent as much as I want Sue McCallan to think I am. But you're (laughs) right. He did.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I know if Sue McCallan, McAllen came and tried to fight me, I would be afraid to fight a 109 year old. Like, I would be like, please don't. (laughs) I don't want to be hurt. (laughs) Um, but you're right. He does keep deflecting and placing all the blame on Christine or other people, whatever. Yeah. Um, or he his, avoids the
1: question altogether. Like he'll, she'll ask him something, and she'll be like, "Well, why don't we talk about this other yeah.
0: completely non-related topic? There's nothing or, to do or this situation." The one thing she says is, um, she says something. I forget. She asks him a question. He goes, "Are you going to give me time to answer?" And she's like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah. like, like, eat shit, Michael. Yeah. I love." That the FBI
1: lady, um, not Vivian, Veronica, is um, analyzing that conversation. She's like, now this is what he says to manipulate her. And you can see it work because she put her guard down. And then then he'll go in with this to really
0: fuck her up. Now, his lawyer, Terrence Kennard, he says that, because you're right, he is deflecting. But he goes, but deflecting isn't being evasive.
1: Oh, shut up. Can we, is this the time where we can just talk about the lawyer?
0: yeah so he is such a dick he says natalia is a damaged person who will hurt others so i guess that means that this child who has had traumatic upbringing and is acting out because of that doesn't deserve to be loved this could be any student that i work with at my school yeah so they shouldn't have parents and be loved and have a family I can
1: feel my heart racing just knowing that I'm about to unleash about this fucking lawyer. Get
0: get on it because I got to unleash about Sue. You unleash about Terrence. Okay. This motherfucker. He is the biggest enabler I've ever met. He'll come up
1: with any excuse under the book to give Michael the reasons why he did what he did. And then go ahead and victim blame, like you just said. Victim blame Natalia. Oh, my God. Can we talk? The makeup. The makeup, I he oh my brain like my blood when I was watching it. So the makeup when he scene was saying where,
0: yeah when he was saying oh mother putting on yeah okay go sorry he's
1: like he actually said I wrote it down he's like um because in Natalia describes how Christine put makeup on her to dress her up to go meet men at age ten like disgusting yeah. so um and then the lawyer comes in is like oh she took something so innocent as a mother putting on makeup for her daughter and turned it into something really nefarious or whatever that word is. And it's like, are you fucked? This little child is telling you that she got set up to go be sex trafficked to a bunch of fucking men, like completely child abused. And then you're telling her that, oh, she turned something so innocent into something so nefarious. like. I want to rip your testicles straight from your body, wrap them around your neck, and choke the life out of you, because go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. No, he is
0: an asshole, and I just don't like that he – and I get that he's doing his job by defending Michael, but they're not in court. I I just – no
1: not only that but don't take the case if you know that you're done about to offend a child abuser don't take the case case. don't make excuses for the person you're defending's wife who michael can't even call by her first name calls her evil
0: wouldn't even say the the devil
1: or whatever it reminded me don't defend these fucking people oh god
0: it reminded me of stephen colbert like if you like after biden was elected president stephen colbert would not say trump's name on the air wouldn't yeah in anything he came That's up with the same every broad city they wouldn't do it either, yeah in the they they the um they came up with any way to refer to trump as something other than donald trump they've stopped doing that sense but or he stopped doing that sense, but i mean that motherfucker's probably gonna be president again so don't Yikes. even go there i'm, I'm already heated Don't get me started. (laughs) Now, listen, if what Michael's saying about Christine and their marriage is true, he probably was a victim of Christine. And honestly, Michael is too dumb to make any of these things happen on his own. I think Christine probably was calling a lot of the shots because he's an idiot. At least he comes off as one and maybe that's his intention, I don't know. He probably was a victim, but guess what, Michael? You were also the adult in this situation that was in charge of protecting not just the three boys, But also, Natalia, because guess what? The day you signed those papers and went to court and had that legally uh, – the legal adoption by the judge, you became her parent. You were responsible for her safety and well-being. Yeah. And I love that she – Natalia even says it.
1: Yeah. Like, you were the adult here.
0: Yeah. And his safety and his well-being and his mental health should have came second to anything that was going on with her. Yeah. That is what a parent does.
1: So you're scared of Christine? How about how does Natalia feel right now? The one who's getting pepper sprayed, the one that you can hear getting beat, the one that's standing and you watch the wall for eight getting hours. beat.
0: He like did a reenactment of of Christine beating her in the first oh, season. So like, how do you defend that? Like you sat there and just watched it happen because you were too afraid. You probably could have beat the hell out of your wife. You could and have sorry, knocked her the fuck out. Yes, and got and and at least got her off of of that little child. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's ridiculous that either one of them, like that Michael was acquitted and that for the time being, the charges against Christina have been dropped, but who knows what can happen in the future. Since she wasn't technically acquitted, those charges could be brought up again. And let's hope she it is.
1: Right? Oh my god.
0: After this uh airs, yes. Like since it's aired, I hope she does get brought back. Um the one thing that she tells Michael about that was like just really fucked with me, because I can't imagine it. Is when she was telling him about having to dress in the pink dress hold an apple and stand like a gnome for hours
1: oh my god and heartbreaking that. i forgot about that the so degrading
0: yeah and it's funny that michael like keeps insisting oh i didn't know about that until a couple of years ago i just found out about that mm, a couple of years ago oh, no you did not you fuck. Yeah. and there's video evidence showing that you didn't you fucking asshole because he talks about all that stuff in his deposition yeah yeah and then natalia brings up the standing at the bed with the knife and she's like for one i wasn't even tall him to see over your bed and michael was like mm, you didn't yeah and, and then she's, she's like, like, like but i, I didn't hold a knife and, and he's like, like well oh, i don't know what to tell you but uh you did and i saw it you did the gaslighting Oh, the gaslighting, and he's drinking. It. And the then water. she goes and does a whole demonstration of how she can't hold the fucking knife. Yeah, <laughs> like, and she's just sitting there again, like she puts her hands up to her head, and she's just like, "Is this even worth it?" Like that's all I'm picturing, going through her. Head. She's like, "Is this even worth it?" And I have when-
1: to give Natalia kudos for her composure because,
0: oh. as you can tell, I would have lost my shit. Oh, I would have been he if he tried to gaslight me. There's one thing besides the old fucking bitch in this show that got me was watching him do that yeah people who i can't when you try to make somebody somebody else think that they're insane when you're the one that's crazy i can't i don't stand for it like no (sighs) sorry michael that's exactly the look on his face was so smug and fucking Ugh, i hate him and there was a lot that went on during that um you the the meeting between her and um michael but a lot of it was like kind of rehashing what we already knew from season one and things that had happened that we'd learned about so i didn't really take a whole lot of notes on that but the one thing that they did start talking about during um that episode was um all of her diagnosis that she received over the years and that yeah. she didn't really agree with them but they the one that she did agree with was the reactive detachment attachment yeah. disorder which if terrence canard knew anything he wouldn't have said all that shit that he said about it her shut the fuck up yeah she was diagnosed in 2010 and this is a disorder. it prevents children from bonding with even natural family members after severe yeah. traumas so mm. um she's obviously been through a lot of trauma like it's just the audacity of that lawyer to be like trauma be damned she doesn't deserve to family or deserves to be loved
1: i which just I- hate him so much he needs to be disbarred like i hope people are writing in yeah to disbar him because yeah. get
0: bent yeah he's no you cannot um but then we come to the end of that and Natalia fucking forgives him and i i don't understand it she just says michael i forgive you
1: she just probably because she's a christian lady and she just wants to get
0: it over with yeah and then she prays over him and i get that the scene is supposed to be like a moving scene do you know what i was moved to do throw up in my hand at how well, doesn't michael, michael like, ruin
1: it? it i can't remember what he did but i was like do you, can't even, you can't even be undramatic in a goddamn prayer
0: like he's kneeling over crying he's got that hat on backwards he looks like a fucking little leaguer he's a pathetic <laughs> seven-year-old boy at that wow, moment God, and it makes me so want annoying. to throw up i ugh. Yeah. and then he leaves the the meeting jumps in his car and he's just like I don't have to worry about any of this anymore he's and like, he goes, done. forgiveness wipes this all away. um it surely doesn't because yeah. guess what michael i still hate you yeah like you doesn't are far away.
1: from out of the woods you dumb he's prick. so crazy
0: and then and speeds then, off in a stupid music car yes. Get out of here, and then that's when he like he reverses so quick i'm like please tell me he hit someone yeah <laughs> Well, and then of course we Natalia finally gets adopted at the end of that um episode, and then we kind of see her with the family and all of that, and then we're hit. Before that though, so there's a part where the lawyer is like, There's a reason
1: why she's been jumped around. Like every single family, if you read the reports, every single adopted family wanted to get rid of her out of some reason. Like she's just not like lovable. you said, not lovable. She's always There's something wrong with every
0: family. Not every family can be wrong. Well, every family can be, you know, not equipped to handle a child like her. And it was unfair of the Barnett's to keep her and to then do what they did to her. So you're telling me that because she has a reactive attachment disorder caused by trauma, that she acts Mm -hmm. out because she's had so much shit happen to her in her life, Mm -hmm. that... She needs to just be locked away in a cage, never to to be seen by the world. He would be one of those people canceling Gypsy Rose Blanchard right now. The lawyer, the lawyer would be. Yeah, he would be one of those fucking assholes that are like, you know what, Gypsy Rose, murderer. Yeah, cancel her. She shouldn't be doing TikTok for interviews. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. So then, yeah. So back
0: to the so then she gets adopted and everything's great, and then we are hit with the end of episode six where the big wtf moment why yeah i
1: like texted you right away what the fuck?
0: what did he say what did the guy say that she said that she's tripping she's freaking out she's tweaking we are done yeah. with her we're done with her i can't we can't only... be here anymore yeah yeah she's she's done she says that we're holding her hostage that we're the bad guys and you know she's
1: hurting our family we're done all over yeah. a lie oh
0: like what what i need and to then it's if... over but then and you're like, she on, hold on. She posted on Instagram that she's fine, she's safe, everything's good. It was a misunderstanding, but she can't talk about it because of it's her contracts three. with Discovery, with ID. Yeah, yeah. Going to be season three. So but like, what? Happened? It's it's like okay, hold on a
1: second. So two months after you adopt her, all of a sudden she's Satan on Earth. But you've been, she's been in your family for ten years. No, she wasn't plotting to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna keep this up for ten years,
0: and then the minute they adopt me, psycho bitch!" Like yeah. what? No. Absolutely not. So I'm what I'm hoping is that it's just family drama. They look like they have a lot yeah. going on. They got their hands full with a, lot of, a lot of children and a lot of they got a lot of laundry to do. Yeah, I'm Plus, just hoping Discovery
1: knows what they're doing. They yeah. put that cliffhanger there so that we're like, "Holy shit!" Season three. And yeah. let me tell you something, it worked. It because Here we are,
0: jacked for season three. <laughs> if you think that I wasn't so far deep into like Instagram <laughs> posts of who might be Natalia, might just be no one, posting things as though they are her, you're wrong. Yeah. Because I was. Yeah, and no, I fully believe that. Uh, I still couldn't get any answers, but you know what it is. I needed to know. I needed to know that I couldn't get those answers until season three came out. Right. So. You. You needed to know that you have to wait yeah but I'm really hoping that it's just because I honestly at the end of all this um I just really like wish Natalia the best because honestly she's gone through so much regardless of what's happening now like being you know a pseudo celebrity from being on the show or whatever and and throwing it all out there like that over the last year and a bit I just really hope that she's she gets help for everything that she's yeah. been through in her life and that Honestly, if she's doing these ID shows or this miniseries or whatever or series to make money, even just for like surgeries and health related things, good on her. Good on her. Absolutely. And I hope
1: that she has her healing is you know her healing journey. She's on it. Mm -hmm. I hope that she you know does get that peace and somehow gets that forgiveness because it's not healthy for her not to you know move on, but also heal like healing is number one
0: yeah um yeah i i think it's no surprise to anyone that we definitely fall on the side of natalia who was a victim from the day that she was born until this very day that we're sitting here talking about this like there's no no question about that and all of these other people that have let her down like you guys disappear please don't ever enter like i can't exit out of any of the professions you
1: have that are supposed to be righteous and you know moral and ethical exit them because you are not doing it no so bye
0: the only person that i want to hear from and i will listen to if they come out is christine because she's the only one who's never told any side of this i mean the two the other two boys i guess haven't talked either but i mean just like jacob shit. they were all like minors and they were all kids there wasn't much that they yeah. probably could have done they were victims in this as well if you ask me because kids yeah. don't oh, finish yeah. kind of it but yeah. i i would i would like to hear what christina's saying i know like some a lot of people will be like who gives a fuck what that bitch has to say the same way they did with casey anthony i guarantee most people who said i don't care what casey anthony has to say secretly watch that documentary <laughs> because oh, they yeah. secretly really wanted to <laughs> Well, because you, you want lie.
1: answers as to how people can be so cruel. Yeah. And so I, evil.
0: Yeah. And lie about it so easily. Yeah. Right?
1: It's just, oh my God. Well, I feel better after getting that off my chest. <laughs> me really too. i well, on to that reaction. Because when you text me saying like, we're not talking about it until we get on the
0: podcast, yeah. I was like, you son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were mad at that lawyer. And I, I don't know, like... You hate lawyers i hate old people is this what's happening like
1: <laughs> no i hate i hate so many people in that case i hate yeah. all the professionals the lawyer the judge fucking michael the police for not responding so quickly yeah i, I mean i don't hate the doctors the doctors did their thing but why
0: wasn't there but that one the doctor, doctor
1: that oh, one yeah, doctor, that though, doctor that family yeah, doctor that's who goes straight doctor. to
0: hell sketchy yeah. as fuck. all the neighbors that i'm telling you because you know what i noticed i noticed this in the first one too When she was in the Westfield apartments, that's like a more upper class little neighborhood Looked like a lot of like retirees lived there. And it was like in a nice like middle upper class area. They send her to Lafayette to like the ghetto. There's gunshots going off every five seconds, like really bad area. And this is where she gets help. It's because those like entitled fucks in Westfield couldn't see past their own noses to help somebody who was struggling and in need regardless of their age oh my god anyways well, I could keep going on and on about how angry it makes me I know. all night but I know. uh I'm we not should going get to
1: go back and count our swears in this episode
0: because that was a lot <laughs> please take a shot every time I say Michael is a fucking idiot or Michael yeah. is insane or Michael is a loser You fucking loser. Go back and take a (laughs) shot every time we talk about how awful Michael is. Yikes. (laughs) Honestly, like, I I mean, I guess I can say I wish the best. I I don't wish the best for Michael moving forward. What I wish is that he gets fucking help as well.
1: I wish he just lands in prison. That's what I wish.
0: Maybe that's the help he needs.
1: Yeah. And Christine, both of them. Bye. Prison cells calling your name. Ugh, It's awful
0: yeah all right well with that if you want to chat more about this with us you can uh shoot us a little dm on instagram over there
1: at uh,
0: well i was just thinking are you gonna read it no just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a little save right there oh but... yeah because i never talk my dms um i yeah. will from from our lovely fans caitlin <clears throat> curly just, <laughs> <laughs> just <she> ignores mine <laughs> but i think i, it I it think, think allison her. I think Allison listens to us, too. So if one of you three want to message us about this episode, (laughs) feel free, I will message you back. But I won't message Rachel back.
1: (laughs) No matter how many times I tell Rachel. If it makes you feel any
0: better, I don't message Rob back either. Or check his messages. It does make (laughs) make me feel better. My thing is, if Rob wants me to see a funny video, and he's texting it to me on Instagram, then it it wasn't important for me to see, because he could have just showed it to me sitting on the couch so mm, fair right? enough however
1: i am not on the couch with right you, so watch my funny fucking videos because right i go. only send them to you if they relate to you
0: the best one that you. you sent me lately though was the one of dawson's creek walking on that fucking
1: whatever that <laughs> the was the,
0: the faux snow that was literally a sheet on the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those 4k tvs ruin it for everyone mm, taking well, the magic out of yeah. tossing spring hey, that's oh. one that we need to talk about at some point because there are some problematic things that happened in the first season of that show that i'm just like how did this get on television
1: in the early 2000s the 90s it was a different time they really not didn't give a fuck did not I give know.
0: a fuck so if you guys want to talk more about that kind of stuff too oh we're always open um you can Find us on Instagram at storycrimepod or you can send me an email with all of your um, opinions about this case and uh, whatever you like at storycrimepod at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm going to try to be more consistent. I'm dedicating a certain amount of time to each day to doing this podcast now as part of my like my own mental healing that I've committed to. This year. Yeah. So um I'm hoping to be more consistent moving forward. But, uh and I Yay. am well that on our I way get more to America time. I know, right? So um hopefully we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another episode. Maybe one a little bit more organized than this one. This one was sort of choppy and all over the place, but tis the nature of this beast. We had a lot of feels to get through it. Yeah. All right, everyone. Take care and we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.